Well, well, well. Well, well, we, well. We are the world-weary travelers, myself the vacationer. Um, Chandler, I am a broken woman as I speak to you this morning. Oh, I was fully catatonic yesterday. I'm barely existing right now. I am like, I'm prepared to just tell work that I'm going to be sick for this whole week because I am gr- I'm grieving. Absolutely. I mean, it was so much fun, but so much, much activity and um, in, imbibing and all sorts of good times that I personally feel like I need a full two weeks to recover from the week of vacation we just had. I mean, I ate a vegetable for the first time in 10 days last night. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing that and I'm doing that very annoying thing right now where after a big kind of bender, that's the only way to describe it is essentially a bender. We had a week long bender of fun, of getting buzzed, of chaotic activities, of staying out late. Doing stuff all day, every day, all day, every day, drinking all day, every day. Um, I am now just completely exhausted. Every part of me just wants to like lie in the warm soil and return to the earth. Like that is how exhausted I am. Oh, I'm like craving like simple foods. I want grilled chicken with nothing on the, you know, nothing seasoned. Like I want to, yeah, exactly. Return to the simplicity of just like being alone in my room. Well, okay. So that's what I was, that's what I was, what I meant to say is I'm doing that annoying thing where I'm like, you know what? I think I've decided after my week long, uh, bender with my friends that I'm, I don't think I'm going to like drink regularly anymore. I don't think I'm going to like even maybe even drink coffee. Like I think I want to remove all stimulants from my life. I think maybe I want to like go into a more peaceful existence, maybe start my day with a little matcha maybe end my day with a positive affirmation Wait, and the last time I talked a bubble to you, bath. The last time I talked to you was approximately 12 hours ago before I went to bed last night. I didn't hear one thing about matcha. So you've now you you started a matcha kick in the last 12 hours? <laughs> I I'm considering I'm considering going down a path of true human physical wellness after our week long bender that has left me broken. Okay, there are no other there's no other way to describe it. Also, like our travel, our travel back from Puerto Rico was not easy. Like I, I honestly, I, we left Puerto Rico at 1.30 a.m. Our flight was delayed. It was supposed to leave at 12.30. It left at 1.30 a.m. We flew, I flew to Newark, New Jersey, um, where I then <laughs> made, um, I had a four hour layover and I asked Mr. New York if he would take me to breakfast <laughs> in between my flight to San Francisco and I said, I, it's simple. Like, we can go to McDonald's. I just, like, you know, I don't want to spend four hours in the Newark airport. After we both, you know, had three hours of sleep, we could still hang out. Um, I so can't believe you did that. We drove to a McDonald's in New Jersey where we sat in the parking lot for, like, an hour and a half. And I cried. And then um, and then I flew back to San Francisco. So catatonic, now, truly. Yeah, and you guys had it worse than me because you all t- had to fly to Puerto Rico. Um, spoiler alert. And this is something I did not notify you guys of until – you know, you were here. The flight to Puerto Rico is hell. It's hell. It is hell. If you're flying from the West Coast to Puerto Rico, it's a nine-hour journey and most likely, and it's you you have to do two legs. You cannot fly directly. And most likely one or both of your flights will be delayed. It's yes. just how it works. Yeah. Like all of them. I mean, our friends coming from Utah were delayed. Like we were delayed leaving. 
Also, the Puerto Rico airport does not have anything, any vending machines open. Like, no stores are open, obviously, past, like, 10 p.m. or whatever. So when we were there at 1.30 a.m., there was no way to get water. Unless you were it's grim. It's so grim. It feels like you're in, a, in, a, in an apocalyptic Yes, airport. yes. I felt like I was on the last flight, like, off the island. <laughs> totally. Before they shudder. Before they shudder and turn it into Gilead. Yeah. Um, anyway... So I think people get the point though, like we're incredibly exhausted, but we're showing up for this podcast because I think people, first of all, they need to hear our take on all things that have been happening recently in the celeb world. And second of all, I think they want to know how this trip went. Definitely. We are committed to this podcast, even though we took a week off last week, we pre-recorded some of our episodes, um, which felt amazing, but we're, we're back and ready to, you know, start again, start anew. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to be back in the saddle with you and recording again because it's been a minute. Yeah, same. Okay, let's talk about the trip. Okay, um, so let's do a full recap for our listeners. And you guys, this recap, it's a great way of like if you are interested in going to Puerto Rico and you want to know what to do and where to go and where to eat because truly I think we had like a quintessential Puerto Rican luxury vacay. And honestly, this is like the guide on how to have the best bender of your life in San Juan. To- totally. Um, okay. So first day, you guys get in. You all, you know, you and Ben flew directly from New York, but were somehow just as exhausted as my friends who flew from Utah. <laughs> well, we had we had friends over like late the night before we left and we hadn't gotten great sleep. So, you know, yeah. we're tired. We're young. Oh, gosh. Um, So everyone was pretty exhausted that first day. So we just kind of hunkered down. We got food at the local spot by my house, which has a bunch of like little cute artisan food trucks. Um, And that was a fun experience. I did have a meltdown in front of your boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. So I feel very embarrassed because I do feel like I misbehaved in front of Mr. New York um, many times on this trip, like in really embarrassing, bratty, stupid ways. And the first day happened, the first day or the first time happened, the first time you met me. (laughs) So we're like, so, oh, okay. So that morning, I'll make the story very brief, but that morning I had, um, I had done myself tanner. Okay. And I had used a different kind of lotion when mixing it with my self-tanner than I normally do. And it's like a very creamy lotion. Mm -hmm. This was a huge mistake. As I did my self-tanner, the lotion I was using and the self-tanner, they were like oil and water. They were not mixing. They were actually like at war with each other. Like the more I tried to use the lotion to blend the self-tanner, the more the self-tanner revolted and like basically just became like big brown beads on my skin. Uh, I started to look like I had a really bad skin disease, not like I was, you know, a tan goddess. And anyone who knows like the self-tanning process, it's such a frantic process where you're just like, okay, let's quickly get this on my skin. Let's get the lotion on. Like, let's do this as fast as possible because like you want to make sure that you like get it on and like make sure that it looks good before it like dries so you can like smooth it it out. Before it sets. It's it's an exhausting process. It's a sticky process. It's 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 a stinky process. It's just a process that sucks. Beauty is pain, and, truly. And I have been literally prepping for this trip for like a month. I've been working now. I've been on my A game diet wise. Like I'm like I want to feel good and I want to feel good for boat day. Like I want to like I'm I'm like literally at a point where I'm like be careful. I don't want a bunch of bruises around my house. Like I'm like walking carefully, you know, for the past two weeks. So I don't like run into crap like I usually do. And so I don't look like I'm covered in bruises anyway. 
people are like, this chick is the vainest bitch I've ever heard. Okay. Well, so also, I think you can explain that you bruise. Like, I don't, I don't think about my bruises because I don't feel like I bruise as easily as you do. You bruise incredibly easily, which is like a, a curse. My thing. Th- okay. Thank you. Well, um, I'm, just, my, I'm, just, I'm just validating just your point of view. <laughs> no, it is a curse. And I'm frequently covered in bruises, especially on my legs. They just, my legs look like, you know, four day past their prime bananas at all times. Anyway, so so I wanted to, I wanted to be unspotted and I wanted to be smoothly bronzed. Okay. For our week in the sun, for our yacht day, like that was just going to be incredible. So of course the morning that they're coming, I'm completing my self-tanning regimen and the self-tanning, the self-tanner is revolting against my lotion. And it's probably like 30 minutes into into more lotion, trying to make it work, trying to smooth it. It it looks looking weirder, looking weirder, looking weirder. Is it looking weird or are just my eyes not really working? Are my eyes like dilated? (laughs) Like, like, is this actually looking bad? Like maybe you have Kagan look at it. He's asleep. Um, finally I'm just like, abort, 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 get in the shower, like wash it all off. Like just pray it hasn't fully set in yet and just redo this process with a different lotion later. So I do that. I shower frantically. I scrub myself with a basically dishwashing soap. Oh my gosh. Um, this is the chaotic journey that my beauty regimens take me on many times. Anyway, you guys, so my friends get here. I am, you know, pale as a ghost. Thank you to Dawn dishwashing soap. I am pale as a ghost. And that night I decide, okay, I'm going to do myself tanner now. Okay. People are asleep as I tell this extremely riveting story about myself tanner. Anyway, I'm I <laughs> I do myself tanner with my normal lotion which I went to the store to procure cuz I was out of it. The process goes incredibly smoothly. It's it's a gift from God. Um I can tell that the bronze is going to be gorgeous mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I am thrilled, elated, excited. Right. We decide okay, we're going to go to the outdoor food truck scene mm-hmm. um to get dinner that night. And I'm eating my, you know, fried chicken sandwich. And I feel, I feel the slightest droplet come down. Okay. And I just think, no, like absolutely not. I am not going to have God rain down upon me and turn me into a striped gazelle. The fate I so narrowly avoided this morning. Anyway, I just kind of lost my you, I lost my cool. I, I watched this happen. You felt we all just like felt a droplet and I was like, "Oh, tropical weather. We're on vacation." Like I was just like basking in it. And then I just look over and Lauren's just like, "Is that a droplet?" And then she just like <laughs> starts to sh- like literally freeze and freak out. I freaked out. I was like, I I don't even remember what I said. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like I cannot have myself tanner get ruined." And then I promptly ran away and ran home. Yeah. You literally were like, I'll see you guys at home. And then like peaced out. (laughs) Yes. But I, you know, we're, we live two blocks away. So I was just like, run now before the rain starts. And before like this new self tanning journey is ruined and it has had time to set in. So you would not be able to rectify the situation. I just knew what was coming. And I will say, yes, there were some theatrics and histrionics involved with avoiding the rainfall, but you guys all came home drenched. Oh, yeah. It started to completely pour. So sometimes you guys have to follow your intuition. That's all. That's what this podcast is about. Anyway, we digress. Okay. So the that next was the day, first day. Yeah. That was my first meltdown in front of 
Mr. New York. Okay. The second day we go into old San Juan. Chandler, what, what was your experience like here? It was beautiful. Everything was literally stunning. It was the like multicolored buildings and we did a lot of like walking. I had a great outfit on. Like honestly, I feel like I kind of wasted one of my better outfits on the first day, but it was fine because we got some great photos. All good. You looked so hot. Everything was great until I had a near-death experience with Ben. Okay. And maybe near-death is subjective because he doesn't remember it this way. But it's it's towards the end of our first day. We've we've strolled around. We've had delicious food. Um, and we're kind of like walking by like this fort. And this fort has like this great expansive lawn. And then we're like all walking back from the fort. And there's um, this like driveway that like that goes underneath the lawn basically and there's like a 20 foot drop basically from the lawn which is like where everyone's walking to down to like the driveway that goes down like you know to by the sea okay um and you and I are walking up above and I'm you know asking like how do you how are you liking everyone being here how are you doing and then we're just chit-chatting and then you look back and you go oh my gosh look at Ben and Ben is standing on the top of this drop okay I- mm-hmm. I'm dating a photographer he likes to take great photos he takes amazing photos i am really grateful that he like is a photographer because i've benefited richly from this but Mm -hmm. i see where he's standing and you are like oh my gosh that's so scary then i start to freak the f out okay um (laughs) you like you scampered towards him i scampered and this is so i just have to say that as i've exited the honeymoon phase i've now settled into the phase of like wow this person is like so wonderful and like our future means so much to me which then leads me to feel like the the, which then leads me to the new fear and neurosis that he will then uh perish suddenly because he means a lot to me so that's like the fun new thing that like my brain is doing as i've like evolved (laughs) in my relationship so boom alarm bells start going off and it's like he's gonna like he's gonna fall he's gonna fall and it's gonna be the end of it and you're only on day one of your like first beach vacation together so I then start to run towards him and I don't want to yell to him because I don't want to startle him. And then he falls. And backwards. then he falls. That's what's literally, I was like, don't yell, don't yell. Just run as quietly <laughs> as you can towards him. You're doing like a very like low center of gravity. Like, yes. kind of like, like I didn't want like, the ground to shake. I didn't want anything to, you know, like change his balance on accident. Yes. It's so a strange I, scamper to win. I make it to him and I wrap my arms around his legs and I say, please get down. It's really scary for me to have you up there. He's you laughing. just like push him down, like I, pull him I, down. I, I'm literally, I, I have a very loose grip around his legs, but one that I feel like I could, you know, I could quickly move back and pull him down to the ground with me if something mm-hmm. were to change. So I'm just holding onto his legs as he's like laughing, taking more photos. He doesn't see this as a near death experience. I'm, I think he's literally on the edge of like of dying. Yeah, well, you know, it's just so annoying. Kagan does the same thing when we were, when we went to China. He happily stood on the edge on the ledge mm-hmm. of the sixty foot wall just like oh gotta enjoy the view more right. why not oh. instead of standing in front of the ledge why don't i stand on top of it and like, where like a gust of wind yes. could send you to your death i'm like you're like, wearing flip flops you could trip on your way down you could you could your footing could shift in the slightest way and you're you're a goner and our it's, love it's is over dead. yeah absolutely <sighs> so and you've ruined he, our vacation yes and you've ruined our vac- vacation we haven't even gone to the beach yet um, we can't he, even do boat day. We have to plan a funeral. He has a photo of me. He took a photo of me while I was holding onto his legs. And I have the most pure look <laughs> of anxiety on my face. I will post it on the Patreon because it's so bad. And it's like now one of his favorite photos. And I honestly, my heart was not at rest until he came down. Yeah. yeah. So men, yeah, men just love to scare us. They really do. So okay, that was day so, one, I guess. 
Ultimate Mom was fun. Went and got drinks. Then we went and had brunch. We did a progressive brunch. We walked around. We got some delicious ice cream. We went out to like the fort area. Um, And then we proceeded to go home. We made more of a healthy dinner, ordered some pizza. It was a really fun low-key day. Yeah. Second day, we got a cabana at a local hotel, the Fairmont. So you can actually rent a cabana um, for the day. And this was a really nice experience. It was it was during a weekday, so I think that made it a lot less crowded. Yeah. The entire the entire entire pool area. So drinks came really quickly every time, and it was just like really perfect weather. It was so fun. It was absolutely incredible. It like was the perfect way to kick off the vacation. Like I feel like we kind of eased into our fun by like mm-hmm. with this cabana experience. And honestly, this is why Lauren should be a travel agent. Everyone, okay. She really knows the exact type of luxury experience people want. Like, Thank you. I, for some, like, I don't know if this is true for – this actually is not true for everyone. But, like, for me and I think our group of friends, like, I don't want to schlep. I don't want to be gritty. I want the option of, like, going to the beach, but I don't want to be, like, locked into the grittiness of, like, a full beach day, you know? Right, right. And Lauren knew this. She knew this. with I didn't even have to ask, okay? So we have mm-hmm. this gorgeous cabana – we have our own like little pool that's only for like the these nice cabanas and then there's like three other beautiful pools and we could kind of lay in the cabana when it was too hot or like lay in some of like the loungers it was absolutely stunning like a stunning experience from start to finish and then like we could just go to the beach whenever we wanted but come back and like shower off and then get in the pool the thing is is you want to be here's the thing you want to be able to go swim in the ocean but you don't want to be confined to a pure 100% sand experience. Right, exactly. And this is why Lauren should start what I'm calling Lauren Knows Luxury. Lauren Luxury by Lauren. She converted Ben. Ben is the adventure type. He's like way more into like those types of experiences. But he even said to me like towards the end of the trip, this was like one of his more favorite days um, was the cabana. So really because he Mm -hmm. was like we could pack a cooler of drinks and like go to a a forbidden or a a secret beach no one (laughs) knows about it's like is there a resort with poolside service on the secret beach i don't think so that's the schlepping i'm not interested in and like he's like he went to thailand and like only took a backpack like that's the type of guy he is and maybe it's just a guy thing but for this particular vacation i wanted to be catered to okay and i was no, you wanna. You don't want to have to pack food, okay? We're not packing a lunch. There's no brown bag. Like, we're ordering food. It's being delivered to us while it's hot. And it's just – I love pool food. And the pool food here was really good as right. well. Miami Vices were flowing all day, and it was really, really fun. I think for this particular vacation, like, I just wanted to feel like I had truly – like, it was, like, time off. Like, I truly was relaxing. Like, I think there are merits to other vacations that are more, like, high adventure type things. Right. But for like a week long stay, like I did not want to feel gritty the whole time. And like you made sure of that. Thank you. I tried to think it through. Um, and so I figured Old San Juan would be fun for the first day, kind of really get a taste of Puerto Rico. Um, and then obviously have a kind of after an active day, have more of a low key day at the cabana. And then so for our third day, though, I wanted this to be um, – oh, actually – let everyone know we were supposed to go on the yacht the first full day, but the rain it looked like it was gonna rain. And so I ended up making an executive decision while everyone was flying and told the captain to change the days. Um and thank goodness I did, because it did end up raining where we were going to be 
um, sailing the next day. And so it, like the captain told me it was a terrible day and it was so good that I changed it. Even though before I changed it, they were like, it'll be fine. It always says it's going to rain. And I changed it anyway. And then the captain told me, he was like, you're, you're, you should be so glad you did. Um, it was such a blessing. Well, I was so worried. Like, here's the thing. It was a really fun week for me, for sure. But it also, I it, it was like very much, I had a lot of anxiety throughout the week because like, I knew you guys, this was like a week where you were coming to vacation. I knew that this was time you guys, mm-hmm. you guys all were using your PTO. This was your vacation week. All this stuff, like I can kind of do any time. And so like, it just, for me, the stakes the stakes felt high. I really wanted you guys to have a really good experience. And so the stakes felt high on a planning level. Um, and I knew that if you guys came in and obviously I'm basically like my Instagram is officially now just like a, a yacht charter advertisement. Like I'm so, I love, <laughs> like, I, I love, I love taking boats out so much. It's super, it's like one of my favorite activities. It might sound obnoxious, but truly I love it so much. It's so fun. And Anyway, I just knew that if you guys had been promised this day of sun and luxury at sea, and instead we were, and anyone who's watched Below Deck will understand this, and instead we were confined to the marina because Hmm. of weather, it would have been such an incredible letdown. And not only that, but a really expensive letdown. And I just felt like it would have fallen on me and been such a disappointment. Anyway, we switched the yacht day to Tuesday, which was which was a risk because I didn't know if we could actually fill up the boat. And if we didn't fill up the boat, it becomes super expensive, yada, yada, yada. We ended up going out on Tuesday. It was totally fine. We filled up the boat and it was, I, I'm dying to hear what you thought, Jen. I, speaking of expensive, all I have to say is that this was truly worth the payment plan. Okay. Yes. I did put myself on a payment plan with this yacht experience. <laughs> Um, that's maybe called that's called being financially hashtag smart. All right. She's like, um, can I pay you half now, half later? I'm like, why don't you just pay me all at once? Why do I have to like, be the, mm, I don't, the I don't custodian of your cash? I don't trust myself with all that capital. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I yeah, I forced myself to make some payment installments, and I'm so glad I did because this whole day, like, I just felt like I was living in another person's life. Frankly, like I like I've said, I'm used to my my bedroom in San, in San Francisco that is on a busy street and it's kind of gritty. And I felt like I was a different person. Um, and another, for another reason is that the, the pool and the beach are like amazing and wonderful. And I've done those things like a million times before, but like the yacht was just like any, unlike anything else. Like it's it just, a new experience for sure. It's a new if you experience haven't done it before. completely. And the whole thing felt very like private, like not really pedestrian. Like, it was only um, it was only our group on the boat and our group of friends. And we basically, you know, drove out to this or sailed out, whatever, yachted out to this like island that was essentially deserted. And we just like parked the boat like, you know, X amount of yards from the shore. I don't know, mm-hmm. 30. And uh, ba- and we could just like spend the whole day like going around the boat, sunbathing, jumping off the boat into the ocean and swimming up to the island like it was so fun it was just like so so much time too that like it was incredible I mean it was so fun it's so fun because you can take the little sea dew out which is like one of the water toys mm-hmm. and you can it's like basically Bob? no it's called oh yeah sea bob you're right it's basically like a, a handheld um like jet almost like yeah. you just hold on to it and press a button and it propels you through the water 
Um, it's so fun. You can like it goes really, really fast. You can go really, really fast underwater, and it's just such like a unique experience. And then, obviously, just like having food made. Each meal is prepared by a chef on board. And so it's just like everything is taken care of, snacks. And there are people there like making drinks and bringing them to you like constantly. And it's just, it's like, it's, 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 my new it's incredible. We could swim out to the island and then like we could play with like the water toys. And I have a newfound understanding of below deck, speaking of toys, because Captain Sandy always says, as soon as we hit, as soon as we drop anchor, I want to see all the toys in the water. I want to see all the toys. And I was always like, okay, yeah, big deal. Like whatever, like, you know, can't they just get them out? Like whenever they want them? No, 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 no. I get it. This is why she's a world-class captain because having like those ocean toys, like just at our disposal the whole time was like maybe one of the more fun parts and what truly made it feel like a luxury. It didn't feel like we had to like wait in line to use something. It was just like all for us all the time. Right, right, yeah. It was it's it's just such a fun experience. And then one of the other reasons why I was so felt like so pressured to make this a good experience is because I knew that Andrew, our dear friend, was going to propose to our other dear friend, Gibson, his very longtime partner. They've been together for nine years. He was going to propose on the boat. And so I wanted to make sure that that experience was perfect. And he did. And it was just like so fun to witness and be a part of that memory. It was amazing. It was amazing because yeah, like that was one of the more special moments of my whole life was witnessing that. Like we've known them for so long and I had no idea that it was going to happen. He had actually told Ben the day before because Ben was supposed to take pictures, but it was just like a total surprise. And it was like, I don't know. I've just, I've, I've never witnessed a proposal. Have you? Um, I actually don't think so. So it's such a fun thing to be able to like be a part of. And it just made the whole day like more climactic. Yeah. It just felt like this was truly one of the most special days ever. However, we should talk about my other, you know, this is my second breakdown. Okay. There's more after Mm -hmm. this, Mm -hmm. but my second breakdown um, of the trip. So I was probably a little too buzzed up um, at one point and everyone went out onto the island. And so I wanted to join everyone. So I went out, swam out, got onto the island. And then there was like this little like deck area you have to cross. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a part where you have to you either walk around it, but of course I thought I am very limber. I'm just gonna hop on top of this and then you know descend down. Oh my gosh! Um, hop over the railing essentially. Um, I apparently am less agile than I anticipated, and I fully fell. And I scrape in the process. I scraped my knee. This ended up being an incredibly emotional injury for me. I took this very poorly. I immediately swam back to the boat and Chandler followed me because she witnessed this. I saw her. I was sitting on the back of the boat and I watched her swim to the island and then fall. And then I saw like this, there was like a security guard, like from one of the things that was happening on the island, like who came out to ask you if you were okay. So like, I felt like he checked in with you and I was like, oh, she's fine. No, he didn't tell me and asked me if I was okay. He chastised me and told me that's why I'm supposed to walk around. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so so annoying. I just learned by doing. Okay. Um, And so anyway, I went back to the boat and I started, I wouldn't say sobbing, but crying. Yeah. Profusely. Yeah. (laughs) saying I don't want a scar because I did actually scrape my knee like pretty a pretty big scrape yeah it was and probably the size of a quarter at least 
Yeah. And so I honestly actually do not want a quarter size scar on my knee. And everyone assured me that it would not scar. I don't know if I believe them. That is why I asked everyone the laser question on the Instagram because I'm already anticipating getting this lasered off. Again, the vainest bitch of all time. And anyway, that was probably like that was definitely the low of the trip for me because ugh, it's just the worst when you like. I, it's just the worst. I hate that kind of thing. I hate I hate scraping my knee. It's one of my least favorite things, and it very rarely <laughs> happens, but it did. It's okay. Also, like nobody, even if it does scar slightly, no one will ever notice. And so, you know, it's fine. And even if you want to get it lasered off, no one will have ever known that it was a thing to begin with. Except for the listeners of this podcast. Except for everyone who listens to Pathologists. Yeah. I think I – it was just it was just kind of embarrassing. I mean, Kagan was sweet, and he like – you know, he comforted me and told me it would be totally fine. And he actually, I was like, I was like, I think it's going to have a big scar. And I was like, well, you can still love me if I have a scar on my knee. And I'm like, you guys, this is so embarrassing. And he's like, he's like, I would love you even if you lost a leg. And and it was real. It was actually a cute moment. I mean, I'm not sure if I believe that, but I love that he said it. Yeah, sure. We'll see. Um, Talk is cheap. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Um, and so anyway, Yacht Day, I ended up rallying, being fine, and it was truly so fun. Also, I, you know, you guys, I got a little rowdy, not going to lie. And I ended up, you know, posting to Insta stories of this day. And I watched it the next morning. Okay. I watched my Insta stories the next morning of this experience. Mm-hmm. And I turned on my sound when I was watching them to see if I was saying anything in the stories. So one of my stories – oh, yes, I was. Do you want to hear it, Chandler? I would love to hear it. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So this is just on the boat. I'm walking out to all the friends. And then – We don't have to go anywhere if we don't want to. This is our time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. It's really I don't know. I don't know what mental state I was in to think that we were going to be forced to go somewhere we didn't want to. You're like, we're doing this thing called chartering, which means that we decide where the boat goes. We don't have to go anywhere we don't want to. This is our time. It was so good. Anyway, it was such a fun day. Um, should we move on to the next day? Let's move on to the next day. Okay, so the next day we went to El Yunque Rainforest. And we went to an area called El Hippie, which is like this waterfall where this big pool of water, a rock you can – like a bunch of rocks. Um, and you can jump off the rocks into the big pool of water. And then it's like basically like a bunch of little waterfalls past it. So you can climb down the rocks. Chandler, how was this experience for you? Um. Okay, so – now let's set the scene because this was the first of my meltdowns. Actually, I only had one meltdown the whole time I was there, and this was where it happened. Um, I am very risk averse, as we've spoken about earlier, and this required like a lot of rock scaling. Okay, I don't feel like I have particularly good grip or like a great low center of gravity. So as we started to like climb around these rocks, like we basically we tried to go to one spot, but then we were gonna have to like do a crossing, like some sort of river crossing. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not about to watch my eight best friends die. Um, so I freaked out. I was like, no, we can't sit over there. So we had to like scale up these other rocks. And I started to weep um, as we were climbing up these rocks that actually in looking hindsight were not that high. It wasn't that bad. But I'm just very nervous of falling and knocking out all my teeth. Like I feel like I think about that ha- happening pretty mm-hmm. often. Every time I like go downstairs, do anything that requires me to be like, you know, off the ground. Um, 
So I started crying um, as we started to scale up these rocks. Um, and I basically just tried to like, I didn't really want Ben to like see that I was like getting that upset. So I just like took it all out on, on you. And I just like cried to you. And then I like shot you a lot of passive aggressive looks <laughs> and chastised you at the top of the rocks for taking us to this very scary place that ended up being incredibly gorgeous and totally fine. But yeah. I think my emotions just got the better of me. You like you were giving me the silent treatment for a solid yes. fifteen minutes. Yes, yeah. Very irritated. I'd taken mm-hmm. you to this perilous place. I had a thirty-minute moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it is. It is totally a dangerous place, but it's really, really so fun to be, and it's so pretty. It was like one of my favorite places. Like the water was so cool, and like jumping off the rocks was so fun. And there was like this like swing. That I just like swam, swang on. What? How do you say? It? I swang on. <laughs> there was a swing that I swung on. Excuse me, and I felt like a pretty princess. It was so beautiful. It is just basically like a natural little water park. The waterfall was amazing. I loved it. Oh, good. Um, the next day we so we took the the boat on our boating day out to an island called Palomino. Oh, do we want to talk at all about marmalade? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Marmalade. Real quick. Okay, so so Chandler, how was your experience at Marmalade? Uh, I thought it was, like, very, very fun. It felt very fancy, very ritzy. We all got dressed up. We had, like, four courses, six courses or something. It was a six. So Marmalade is basically, like, one of the top restaurants in San Juan. And Bronwyn Wyndham Burke actually posted about going there when she – she's, like, a big Puerto Rico person. Oh, really? She's all the time. Yeah. And anyway, she said it's her favorite restaurant in Puerto Rico. It's definitely like if you if you have any list of like things to do in Puerto yeah. Rico, it's on it. Marmalade is a really, really fun spot. And we yeah. had a delicious multi-course meal and it was really fun. I just think so many of the experiences felt really fancy and like even from like doing the yacht stuff to doing like the meals, like it just was like super fun to have these like ritzy experiences. Right, right. Well, the next day we were a little less ritzy. Um, We took a catamaran, like a public boat out to Culebra, which is like rated as one of the top most beautiful beaches in the world. Mm -hmm. This beach called Flamenco Beach. And we went snorkeling. And it was – I actually felt like that experience was also like really fun. Oh, it was like stunning. Like the island was truly – out of this world like the water was turquoise and like I am not someone who thinks they're good at like activities like snorkeling like I'm like oh this feels like a sport I have to like learn how to breathe differently um I thought I was going to be bad at it and you know I'm really proud of myself because after about you know 10 minutes or so of struggling I finally learned how to snorkel and I think I really impressed Ben with um my snorkeling abilities totally totally (laughs) I mean I feel like when I saw you snorkeling, I was like, wow, that girl is very athletic. She's yes. very aquatic. She's ha- she's agile. She's adventurous. Like she can <laughs> snorkel like close to the boat. Like it's amazing how she can snorkel. She, she can keep her head below water while breathing through her mouth into a tube. I mean, I mean incredible. Inc- every time I did it successfully, I was like, you're amazing. I was like, you can do hard things. Uh, truly, truly. Um, one thing I will say is that on this island, you disip- you and Ben disappeared for a solid 30 minutes. <laughs> 
which is really interesting because it's truly like just one little beach. It's a very small island. Like, where did you go? Like, what were you guys Look, doing? I know. I know everyone's going to think it was something sexy. It was not. We found that like a, we were all mm. walking and we like saw this hammock and I was so tired and I just felt kind of spent. So we laid down on the hammock. I thought we were both taking a nap. Turns out I just napped and he like swatted flies and like island insects away from my face, which was very cute. So um, it was very sweet, but it was not sexy. Sure, sure. We all believe it. Um, we went to a cute little local spot called Alcapoco that night for dinner, and it's just like the most incredible, delicious Mexican food. Like yeah. it's it's so good. It's super casual. It's so good. We ended up going two nights in a row because people were like, I need to have Alcapoco again. It was like out of this world. Some of the best food I've ever had was on this trip. Yeah, so good. If you ever go there, you have to get um, – do you remember what it's called, Chandler? It's the ribeye gringa. You have to get a ribeye gringa and a um and a I think it's a carne asada. No, it's a a steak quesadilla. Basically, just get a ribeye quesadilla and, and like, a ribeye gringa, and you will be obsessed. Like or the al pastor tacos. Like, al pastor you can't go wrong. The salsa was some like I'm still like dreaming about it. Al pastor quesadilla. That's what it is. Oh, so good. Um. Okay. So then, you guys. That basically takes us from they got here on a Saturday. Now we're at Friday the next day. So it's been a full week. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say Catamaran Day, actually going back to that, it was the day where everything was basically behind us and kind of all the big experiences I wanted to take you guys on were done. And so I think I that, that day was actually my most fun because I truly relaxed and didn't have any anxiety about future yeah. days and was just like having fun. And so that day was really fun. Like we were doing cartwheels on the beach and just like partying and it felt so good. I think like what was so nice about this trip was that we went, like we had such a long time there that we basically got to have all these like days of amazing things to do. And then basically by Thursday or Friday, like we were still like, we still had like three more days ahead of us. So like, I think that's one of the best parts about like a nice long vacation is where you like it doesn't just all happen in the blink of an eye. You know, you're like, you settle in, you have all your experiences and then you're like, okay, now I can have a few days to like kind of do whatever I want. Right. It was just like, it was a perfect amount of time. The next day we just had some R&R. Everyone just kind of did whatever they wanted. You took that opportunity to have yet another cultural experience in Puerto Rico. I decided that I hadn't, you know, seen enough culture and just like, I didn't get to know like, you know, the island enough. So I went to the Plaza Las Americanas where I went to a Zara and I went to a mango. Plaza Las Americas. Thank you. The local mall with the I, Cheesecake Factory and yeah, the Pantrings. Yeah. It was amazing to, to just go there and see, you know, what's Zara like in Puerto Rico? What's mango like? What's PacSun like? Um, yeah. It was it was really cool and eye-opening. Yeah. You wanted to see the retail experience of Abercrombie in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. Yeah. And boy, did you. I really did. Um, that night... That night, we ended up going out in Old San Juan, went to Acapulco again for dinner, and then we went out in Old San Juan, last hurrah. This is when my third, and no, not my final meltdown occurred, okay? <laughs> so we <laughs> we had a good night. We had a fun night, and at the end of it, you know, we're all leaving, and I get an Uber XL for all of us. And the this van pulls up, and Old San Juan, it's like a little bit of a hilly terrain, And so this van pulls up and it's on a street that slopes pretty, like pretty steeply downward. So anyway, the front of the car is facing down. I open the van door. You guys get in on the other side. So you guys are already in when I'm getting in. Uh, I saw this happening in slow motion. It like makes me sick thinking about it. 
the van door does not actually hold where it should, okay? And I release it and think and, and you know, enter the vehicle thinking the van door is going to hold. It doesn't. It just, and because of gravity, the car is going downward. Oh. The van door just slams back downward. I, Ugh, it, it I happened can't. so fast. Like I felt it happening. I knew it was happening, but I couldn't stop it. All I could do was kind of like brace myself. It fully just like crushes essentially my leg. It doesn't crush it, but it just like majorly bangs it up. Um, I'm surprised the damage wasn't even worse, to be honest. Yeah, it hurt seriously. so bad. You were like like immobile for like a minute. <laughs> it was just like after – and it's the same leg where I skinned my knee. So after skinning my knee and then getting mutilated by this van, I had had enough of injuries on this trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd had it. Chandler, do you want to explain – but what I said so, at this moment. The driver is like, oh my gosh. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like he's like, feels really bad. And Ben and I are like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like we just know she's, it's like when you, someone stubs their toe and you're like, I know how much this is hurting. You can't really respond to me right now. So Lauren's like breathing in and out. She's like, like, you know, whimpering. And then she goes, <laughs> she goes, just another bruise. What else is new? I guess I'll just have another huge bruise. What else is new? What else is new? <laughs> what else is new, like van our, driver, Uber driver? Like her Uber driver had all this other context for her previous bruises throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? What else is new? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so then the next night – let's just cut to my fourth meltdown. Okay. Shall we? Mm -hmm. The next night – we all decide that we're going to watch a show together. You guys go to the store and, and we had a healthy dinner, but you did get some ice cream for us all to enjoy, mm -hmm. which I requested. Right. I had maybe a, a petite scoop of the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I sat down with it in a bowl to watch the show. And then I would say nigh even eight minutes later. I don't think that's the right term, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Nigh even eight minutes later, I hear, is it okay if we kill this? Look, honestly – the thing is, you didn't ask for the ice cream. You asked for the ice cream for Kagan, and then it wasn't even the flavor that you neither either of you wanted. That so, doesn't mean I didn't want like a proper serving. Well, I actually feel like you'd had you'd had maybe two scoops. This is what annoys me. I don't <sighs> want people who just get like two little scoops. Like take as much as you want, and and then we'll go from there. I don't like people who take a little bit th thinking they're going to come back for more. Like when you know it's a that's shared my, thing. That's my mo. I like to take multiple trips back, so it feels like I'm having more than I actually am. Right. Well, it's pretty anyway, annoying. What did I say in this moment, Chandler? You were just like really like you got like actually mad, and I and Ben like felt bad, and we were all like, oh. I was no. I think I was like, what the hell? Like I was. I you were actually. You I, I, were, there is. You seemed like you were actually mad, but I knew it wasn't a big deal. So I like didn't. There was a bad. sting in my voice. I was. I wasn't like you know. Like there wasn't like fury and rage there in was, my eyes. Yeah, a sharpness for sure. There was too much sharpness. So much so that I woke up the next morning like, profoundly embarrassed about a little bit snapping over the Ben and Cherries being you know. Um, uh, it was just so good. Look, you were very nice, and you'd open up your home to us. We should have allotted for more ice cream. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, that was my fourth and final meltdown. And I apologized the next morning. I felt very embarrassed about it. Everyone is going to think I'm seriously such a messy hoe after listening to this episode, but whatever. No. Um, okay, Chandler, Rose and Thorn of the trip. Rose and Thorn of the trip. Honestly, I think getting to see our two best friends get engaged and being there for that moment and witnessing that, um, that was very, very yeah. special and felt like very big. Um, and then like overall, just 
having Ben be welcomed into the group and just seeing him like get along with everyone and everyone like adore him like I knew they would. I mean, it was just it was just really fun. I'm glad you had such a good time. It truly was so fun for me. And I would say my rose of the trip was definitely the catamaran day. Obviously, our friends getting engaged was amazing and incredibly fun, but you already stole that. So the catamaran day for me, I could truly relax. And we went to my favorite place on earth at this point, which is Culebra. And it was so fun. And and my thorn of the trip was my many in- injuries and meltdowns, okay? And the fact that I'm actually a mess, okay? You're not. And that is why hilarious. I am vowing to have a life of green juice, matcha, positive affirmations, bubble bath. You should no stimulants. You should just wear like uh, bubble wrap around yourself at all times just to help with the bruising. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. going to make my me look really hot for sure. Yeah, sure. Of course. All right. I'm dying to know. You kind of told me a little bit throughout the trip, but how did you feel about Mr. New York? I feel like you guys really got to like hang out and bond a little bit. So I need to hear your thoughts. You know what? I absolutely love him. And I think we should just refer to him as as Ben now on the podcast because he's officially not just a character. He's like a real person and your official he boyfriend. Is. He is. Um, And I – adore Ben, honestly. He has serious Danny Duquette vibes. So I think everyone who listens listens to this podcast will understand what I'm saying. He's just very, very sweet and funny and loving and just all around like such a good guy and such a great addition to our friend group and to our family like dynamic. I mean, after suffering through your past relationships with other guys that I frankly just didn't see the appeal in, TBH. I mean, um, you, you literally called me after I've been dating someone for like two months and you were like, so you still like him? And like, or, and then with another guy, you were like, like literally you met him for the first time and then like that very same afternoon you were like, oh, yeah, I just don't know what you see in him. <laughs> literally. Sorry, she doesn't hold I back. S- I still don't, okay? I do feel like on some level, those relationships, you were more just like wanting a boyfriend than than like anything else. I do feel I think, like- Yeah, I just didn't know what I wanted, frankly, like at all. Yeah, and I think that you wanted the experience of being with someone else and you didn't, you know, you know and like, and you were definitely just figuring stuff out, which of course we all do. And then, of course, with your one ex-boyfriend who treated you so poorly, oh, suffering through that was just an utter nightmare. Right. And so I've really been through the ringer. Okay. You I have. deserved a great guy. You have. Like like Ben. I know. I Years ago. Him. And I just adore him. Like I have none of – like I totally see what you see in him. I think he's so great. I think he's so cute. He's just a really, really good fit with you. Like I think you guys work together in such a good way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I don't feel like he has any sort of too coolness or weird ego issues. Like he is just completely a sweet, good guy. Um, and he's like the whole package. And you guys together, it just feels like such a good fit. So oh. I am totally obsessed with oh Mr. New York slash Ben. Ugh, makes me so happy. Because I was like, I don't know, like I'm going to see how Lauren likes him. And like I hope she sees all the things that I see in him. And just hearing that is the best. So that this is my rose actually. Oh, I mean, it was so great because I feel I felt like when he first was on the trip, he was a little more quiet. And mm-hmm. so I was so happy that you guys stayed for a full week. I think our friend group is just so obnoxiously gregarious right. that to have your personality really shine, you have to really cut through a lot of 
loud voices. Yeah. And so he kind of hung back, I would say, the first few days. And so I'm so glad you guys stayed for a full like eight days essentially because I felt like towards the end of the trip, he really opened up, became more comfortable, you know, was making a lot – like was so funny and fun. Yeah. And we really developed a rapport and it just was – he's just amazing. So I adore him. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm – honestly, I'm glad he was there for all of the freakouts from me and you because that's life and that's that's our dynamic. That's our drama and, you know, it's part of the package. Yeah, I mean, I feel very embarrassed about all of my meltdowns, but I think that it's it stands to his credit that he took them in stride and probably oh, yeah. hopefully does not hate me. Totally. <laughs> I think I'm the worst. No, 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 not at all. He like adored you and it was like it was so nice for both of you to like like each other. Like I'm like, okay, my two favorite people like each other. So very important. Okay. Beyond all that stuff, Chan, let's talk celebrity news mm-hmm. this week. Did you see the all the stuff about Kim not passing the baby bar? I saw headlines about it. I didn't watch the episode. I'm not caught up on Keeping Up. So I watched the last episode of Keeping Up, and in it she reveals that she did not pass the baby bar the first time she took it. It's unclear what, of whether she's going to take it again. She's kind of sounding like she will, but it's unclear. Anyway, um, it, first of all, it's kind of funny because her like lawyer attorney friend is like, Kim – you got a 474 when you needed a 560 to pass. You were so close, so close. Ugh. And I'm like, mm, is that that close? It's like almost a full 100 points. It's, it's not like, like a 550 to a 560. She wasn't just like right on the cusp in any way. No. Um, but then I was also thinking about like, you know what? Like this is actually how they should structure all like law schools. They should tell people you do law school for a year, okay? Um, or you even do like free study with a tutor for a year. I don't know what you do, but you have less skin in the game. So that way, when you take your first bar exam, you know whether or not this is going to work out mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a weird and perverse and cruel reality that lawyers are expected to go through three years of extremely expensive and grueling law school, all to have their entire career hinge on one stupid test. Right. It's so dumb, especially when lawyers, they can just look crap up. Why do you heart surgeons? They don't right. have to know it in the moment. Why do you have to like know every single like law and code and, you know, append by memory, appeal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like by memory, that does seem stupid and very archaic to me. It just seems you should know how to like I think dad always talked about law school and he was like, it taught me how to like write well and like think quickly. And like as long as you're getting those skills, like that's the most important thing. It's not like about memorizing, you know, every freaking addendum 4B. Exactly. And guess what? The free market will sort it out. If you become a lawyer and you suck. You'll get bad reviews. People won't refer you. The free market will solve that issue, okay? Wow. Um, Beautiful. I love, it. I love it when you talk about the free market. <laughs> Woo! We need to cancel the bar, okay? That's my opinion. Um, and then second of all, I want to say I just love that Kim did this in, in public because I feel like there's such a stigma against like – being a beginner at anything and as someone who's tried mm-hmm. a lot of things and really put herself out there in many ways, I feel like I've I've definitely like experienced kind of the ridicule and ire of people who thought that, you know, like I've definitely been made fun of for all of my little like yeah. hobbies and adventures and trying to be good at different things throughout my 20s. But really like that's what you should be doing your whole life is trying things and like and quote unquote failing. Like Mm -hmm. you should be doing that. Why in our culture do you have to be either an expert and like a master of something and like renowned or don't talk about it? Like don't 
you know, don't be a beginner. Such a stigma against being a beginner. And so I just love that she was courageous enough to attempt this in public. And so I I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think all of those things that you tried and dove head first into have made you like an act, like you're an expert on so many different things now, or at least like have like a pretty good understanding of a lot of things because you tried them. Um, And I think like it's, it's really admirable. And honestly, I don't know if you knew this, but the bar was canceled in Utah last year due to COVID. So like everyone just got a free pass. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I had um, no – like people were just – there was like, okay, everyone passes this year. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just got like a, a green check. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. This reminds – this little like soliloquy to trying things and failing fast reminds me of the time I tried to cut out watching TV before going to bed. And I was like, I'm just going to read every night before I go to bed. Um, and I and I fail. And I failed so hard. And for that experience, I'm forever grateful because it's just shown me that watching TV is who I really am. And that's okay. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so glad your habit of reading before going to bed is done because I was so sick of hearing about how like I have the best nighttime routine. I get in bed with my, okay. you know, with my melatonin. I I read for 20 minutes. I do have a great bed nighttime routine. I will say that, but it does include watching TV. So whatever. <sighs> I mean, watching TV TV literally puts you out. It like so it's nice. an incredible way of falling asleep. Seriously. Okay. Um, another thing I wanted to chat with you about that I watched on Keeping Up was there's actually a very genuinely funny moment in this episode. Okay. So I actually think this is one of the best episodes of Keeping Up I've really? watched. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's just like it's it's interesting to watch Kim fail the bar. Like that's okay. an interesting experience. Like the birthday trip with her dad's like uh, hologram gets shown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's like interesting to watch. And then okay, so Courtney gives Co- – Courtney gave Kendall – Hermes China, uh, like, you know, a few pieces of Hermes China for yeah. her birthday last year, right? Okay. And I guess Kendall, like, loved it and was, like, so thankful. And so she thought, for this year, I'm going to get her more pieces for her collection that I got. Yeah. Her, and it's going to be, yeah. like, this special thing. Yeah. So she calls Hermes, basically asking if Kendall had gotten any more pieces and if there are any more pieces that she didn't have in her collection. Yeah. So it turns out she actually – Kendall actually returned the the pieces Courtney Stop. had gotten her. Stop. Yes. So then so Courtney is like telling Kim and Chloe this and she's like, I'm just going to get her more China and like give it to her. Like and, and like basically I'm just going to every holiday, I'm just going to get her more That's of this so China funny. and watch as she like fakes liking it. It's actually a very, very funny episode that I won't spoil the ending because okay. there's a funny ending to it. But yeah, you guys should watch it. It's I love cute. it. Okay. Okay. I'll, Which is I'll, just watch, like, I'll dip in. It's such classic, like, sister actual yeah. drama that would happen. Like, it's so much better than than them doing some dumb scavenger hunt. Right, like, this right. is actual family stuff, which I love. Chloe and Tristan, like, looking for UFOs. Ugh. Yes, exa- exactly. Like, this is what the Kardashians is all about. It's, right. like, these little subtle things that are actually hilarious. Wait, I also love that, like, even at a Kardashian level, like, you still return your birthday gifts from your sisters because you're like, ah, I'd just still rather have the – you know, for us, it's like, I'd still rather have the 80 bucks. But, like, for them, it's like, I'd still rather have the 30K, you know? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I hate to admit this, but you definitely knew at Christmas time if mom – got a stuff from Macy's, it was so like a little bit of a disappointment because you'd have to ask her for, for the receipt. Right. But if it was a Nordstrom gift, it had that sticker on it. So you were good to go if it's you wanted so to return. Yeah, it was like the easiest thing ever. It was amazing. But yeah, you think once you got to the – well, Courtney actually says that in the episode. She says that she doesn't return anything anymore and that she thinks it's bad karma from her days of returning a lot of stuff. Oh. So I'm scared. Ooh, I'm going to have a lot of that both, karma coming my way. We are both in hot water with our hot returns. Hot water. Oh yeah. 
Okay. Okay, one more thing. Can we talk about the new Olivia Rodrigo album, which you actually asked if we could talk about on this yes, podcast? Yes, I asked if we could talk about it because it came out right before we went to Puerto Rico. And I – like the world was like, you know, buzzing. Olivia Rodrigo is, I will say, quite possibly the new Taylor Swift. She is now the queen of sad music. Mm-hmm. And I will say none of her songs as of yet rival all too well, but I think she could get there. I think this album was pretty uh-huh. damn good. I listened to it in preparation. I listened to the whole thing this morning. And honestly, it's just too young for me. Like, it's just not my flavor. Like, I think it would have appealed to me 10 years ago when I was like 20 and perpetually tossed in the seas of my, uh, like, my own romantic turmoil, if you will. But at this stage of my life, it just doesn't totally resonate. Like, I like driver's license. I have enough of a soul and enough feeling right. left in me to like that. But I don't need 10 variations of driver's license. I mean, like, my appetite for morose music has unfortunately dwindled in my very stable, normal life. Like, I just don't – I don't feel it. Like, I don't need it. I don't feel it. It's just kind of meh to me. Uh, it's funny that you say that because one of my favorite articles, the headline is – Olivia Rodrigo, please, I am 30. But they actually take the opposite take and they're like, please, I am 30. I do not want to be listening to this music. I don't um, I don't need to be going through these emotions again, like as not a preteen. Well, and here's the thing. Her voice sounds – there's something about her the sound of her voice, like the tonality of her voice that's yeah. very, very young. You, like it sounds like a teenage girl. Sure, you know? sure, sure. And I would say like – Compared to a 30-year-old Taylor Swift's music, there's a little more complexity there to the lyrics. There's a little more subtlety. Right. With Olivia Rodrigo, Rod- Rodrigo she's more just like, you know, I, you like her more than me and I now think, like I'm sad and I'm better than her. Like it's very, very basic. I think she's on a similar trajectory. Like early Taylor Swift also had very like childlike lyrics. Also, if you refer back to our Taylor Swift episode, we Taylor Swift still sings about very childlike things. No, it's true, but I would say that Taylor Swift's lyrics are just a little bit more sophisticated than Olivia Rodrigo's, and I honestly don't think that Olivia Rodrigo is even close to Taylor Swift level. Give her another 10 years and we'll see what happens. I mean, I know if we're comparing early Taylor Swift to early Olivia Rodrigo, there are basically, I would say, two – I'm sorry, there's one banger on this whole album, and Taylor Swift was like a prolific – writer of hits i mean i don't know it's yet to be seen i will say to your point about like doesn't appeal to you as much my appetite is still there i still really like listening to sad music but i am having trouble like tapping in to those feelings of like you know bitterness and sadness like as i'm in a loving stable relationship i'm like oh what am i gonna what am i gonna think about right now as i listen to the song called traitor like yeah it's like that's the thing too it's like do you want to revisit like things of the past that you moved on from like I know. I'm, uh, I'm not like, really. Should I really? Am I really interested in like going back to like my trauma? Like as I get ready in the morning? Mm, not really. <laughs> not yeah, exactly. So anyway, if you guys, if any of you are, you know, still in that phase of life, enjoy, enjoy the album. Please enjoy. I I still really like it. And for the record, my favorite songs are "Traitor" and "One Step Forward, Three Steps Back." Okay, and also for the record, I would say that I think that being in that phase of life is an, an exquisitely delicious yes. experience, and you should binge all of this music, yep. binge those feelings, because you will hit a point in your life, most likely, where it's either going to be a little like embarrassing, or you're going to feel a little embarrassed, 
or you're just going to not, you know, that, that those feelings aren't going to really be appropriate for where you are. Right. And you're going to miss the days yeah. when it was and you're going to be yeah. nostalgic for them. So yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Um. Okay. One more thing, Chan, I wanted to hit on before we, oh, oh my gosh, of course. We have to talk about Jen Shaw. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So two things. One, you guys, in our most recent Patreon, we talked about like all things dieting, our bodies, the crazy diets we've done in the past, the journeys we've been on. And someone DM'd us, Chan, and they said that we didn't really talk about what we're doing now. Mm. We didn't really kind of tie that up. So I think right. we'll do that this week. We'll talk about other stuff too, but we'll make a short little segment about what we're doing now. So if you're interested in that, hit up the Patreon. Um, Jen Shaw's GoFundMe though. Let's talk about that. I was shook, flabbergasted. I was honestly completely shocked by the fact that this was a thing. I thought it was fake. Can I just read you the description from the GoFundMe? So it it was something something one of her family members, I think it's a nephew, actually posted or a cousin. Um, But the, the description the cousin wrote was, Jen is facing decades incarcerated in prison, separated from her family. If she is unable to mount a competent and well-thought-out defense, Jen needs $2.5 million because there are over 1 million documents in this case that must be immediately reviewed and analyzed by Jen's lawyers before her case goes to trial in October 2021. First of all, that's impossible. It doesn't matter. There's not enough time to review for her lawyers to review 1 million documents. So anyway, first note. Second, yeah, he says... Also, she needs $2.5 million because the Southern District of New York is the most expensive jurisdiction. And then finally, we are asking 10,000 caring souls to donate $250. And Chandler, this is the part that I would like to, um, <laughs> I would, I would like to learn from really, because if we're going to talk about ridiculous GoFundMes, I think this is like a, a page we can take out of Jen's book. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you really should have started a GoFundMe before coming to Puerto Rico like, I am facing a week of luxury and irresponsible spending in Puerto Rico, and I am asking 10,000 caring souls to donate one quarter to cover the cost please, of my trip. Please, 10,000 caring souls out there. It's so bad. It's so bad. I, I, like, that's going to be my new thing. Like, I am facing a new tennis bracelet and a new pair of pajamas that I am powerless to. <laughs> please, 10,000 caring souls, donate at one dollar. Please, please. In order to save me. Megan's critical commentary. <laughs> I think this could be a, bu- a brilliant feature of Luxury by Lauren. Mm. Like, not only will she lead you to the luxury, she will help you fund it through crowdfunding. Yes. You just need 10,000 caring souls. That's right. all. Okay. I also think it's hilarious that the reasoning is that this money is needed because she needs to get a, quote, well thought out defense. <laughs> AKA, we have no clue how we're going to excuse her illegal behavior. So please help us find fancy lawyers who will help us come up with some bullshit. Like, this bitch is guilty, mm-hmm. allegedly, and we need the best defense we can find. Like, because wh- why? L- like, low rent Tom Girardi's, they're not gonna do. No, and it's so funny because they're not saying, like, she's facing egregious charges that are of no basis in truth. Like, no, it's just like she needs a well thought out defense. <sighs> so it's just funny. ridiculous. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, uh, well, I think Chan, I think that's about it, right? I think that that is all. You guys love you. So happy to be back. Yes, and we, we will we'll catch you next week. I, I love how we say we've missed them. We literally put up put out episodes. They haven't missed a beat, but we have right. missed we've missed it. We, we missed. missed you last week. And so and look out for the Patreon this week as well. Yes, totally. Patreon this week, we're gonna talk about more housewife stuff. I have more revelations, Chandler, as far as housewives. I wanna 
yeah well are you, you are you saying that people on patreon our patronies are totally agreeing yeah they're yeah. resonating with it so i have more thoughts on that Agreed. i want to talk about luann's new man mm-hmm. i want to go a little bit deeper into some personal things i want to be working on currently okay my Love. our current wellness stuff or body stuff so yeah it should Not be a good episode and then and then more more shit excuse me don't give away what I'm going to talk about. It's a whole episode de- dedicated to matcha. I cannot okay? wait. Matcha that's and much that's, more. Seven ninety nine a month. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> okay. I love you. Okay. Thank I love you. you. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week live every Wednesday. Bye.